All right, good morning and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths, and this is our fourth week of drive-in worship services, and these keep getting better and better, and this morning we get the honor and the privilege of having Dusty back amongst the, but woo, we got Dusty back amongst the, the praise band, and uh, we're actually also going to be trying uh, something new right after our first hymn is going to be Cornell somewhere around here conducting us, and it's a recording of us singing uh, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Um, I've taken the history nugget and made it a part of my sermon, so we'll still be learning a little bit about our 60th year, which we're celebrating kind of all year long. And um, I guess the one major announcement is next week is World Communion Sunday. Actually, there's two announcements. Uh, next week is World Communion Sunday. We'll be having communion COVID-19 style like we did our first Sunday drive-in worship service with the pods at each of the stations and you'll pick them up or you can bring your own elements and feel free to do that. Um, but since it is World Communion Sunday, I would love if, if you have a place in the world that's special to your heart, if you could print out a map of that or like a flag of that country and bring that with you put it in your windshield i don't know uh, we're just thinking of different ways to celebrate the truth that believers are gathering right here or not, right, wherever they're at um, all around the globe and more than ever we need to remember um, there is a, a worldwide church that loves Jesus and is called to love the people of this world like Jesus did. And so um, make sure, do whatever we can. If you, if you want to go crazy, I'm sure Don Beard is going to probably paint his car <laughs> some, some flag. Uh, and, uh, but I don't want it to be a battle of the bands and who decorates the best, but I do want to recognize and acknowledge that we're uh, a little piece of God's ginormous puzzle. And uh, I'm praying that God works all the turbulence to his glory like it says he's going to in his word over and over. Um, and then the other announcement is, and this will be a part of my message too, so this won't be the only time you hear it, but maybe you saw on your way in or maybe you've already picked up on your way in um, a teacher's name and what that teacher teaches at Costa Mesa High School or Middle School or High School, uh, Middle School, they call it Middle School because some places call it Junior High. Anyway, um, we're doing this in collaboration with the Narrative Church and I love Costa Mesa Day, which is coming up. And Costa Mesa High Schools are, are officially getting back to it October 12th, and we would love to put in their boxes as they come back under COVID-19 guidelines, just encouraging notes. Um, at the tables, I didn't want to print out as many dec uh, instructions as there were people gathering names uh, just because I wanted to save trees, but I'll email that out this week, but there's guidelines 
and it's basically don't be weird. <laughs> you know, don't don't uh, mention Jesus Christ every other sentence. Just uh, this is a state school, and we're in their corner, and we're giving love in the way that they receive it. Right? Okay. Honk if you understand any of that. Even if you didn't, I like it when we honk. Okay. Um, let's quiet our hearts and still ourselves as we enter into the throne room of grace. Hear these words of, Psalm tw- of the psalmist in Psalm 25. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Let us join with one voice and sing, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Good morning. This is Cornell. Now you could see me, right? Okay. Just for a second, I'm going to put the mask on. (laughs) Okay. Um, Today... Uh, I have the privilege of being in front of you, not conducting, just being here for the first hymn after uh, six months of not singing together this way. Uh, I want to thank you, Pastor Jason, for having this foresight and trying to push a hymn uh, sing as well. Uh, what, I'm about, what we are about to do is something new to all of us, me included, so please bear with each other. If anything happens, we're going to be able to fix it. we like to thank you, uh, our technicians, for recording the services so many times, which allows us to have recorded hymns and services in which everybody sings, all of you sing. So that's a great thing about the hymn we're about to do. Uh, and I, I want to use uh, this opportunity to really thank Philip Mansour for his hard work, for his wizardry, and for his genius in fixing all these problems and making it possible for us to do it. Could you hug for him? Yeah. I would like to also use my uh, to, to uh, thank my colleagues, Danny and the band, for doing an excellent job for the last four weeks, and for Danny for doing so much music over the last six months over the podcast. Thank you again. About the hymn, the hymn will have four verses, and uh, we're going to have an amen as well, and I also want to let you know we're going to have two pitch raises in the recording. Do your best, don't expect me to sing much, and uh, don't count on my hand, just listen to what you hear in the radio. Let's start doing it.
It's beautiful. Morning. So two weeks ago, we started a new curriculum in children's through group called Foundations of Faith. We are working to build a strong foundation in our students while we nurture their development and growth as children of God. So, how many of you have ever built a house out of Legos? Is a small single Lego piece good enough to use as the foundation? Is it enough to build an entire house on it? And if not, why? One brick isn't going to do it. If my house isn't built on a firm foundation, it's going to collapse. This is a great picture of what Jesus is teaching in his parable of the wise and foolish builders. A foolish builder doesn't know how to begin. He picks one brick and builds an entire house on top of it, completely unaware that the entire house will soon collapse. A wise builder plans ahead. He establishes a firm foundation and builds on it. Next time you're playing with Legos, test it. See how tall a building you can build with just one single brick. Then lay a wider foundation and see how high you can go. This is a great picture of how much we need to build our lives on a firm foundation. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, be with us now as we head back to Sunday school and continue to lay the foundation of our faith in you. Amen. At this time, all children and youth are dismissed to Sunday school. Thank you. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yet we are justified by the gift of God's grace through the redemption that is ours in Christ Jesus. Trusting in God's mercy, let us together confess our sin. Almighty and merciful God, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Forgive those who confess their faults. Restore those who are penitent according to your promises declared to the world in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O merciful God, for his sake, that we may live a holy, just, and humble life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross that we might be dead to sin and alive to all that is good. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. 
Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. We're continuing in our series on praying for our neighbors in September caring for our neighbors in October and then in November we'll be sharing with our neighbors. We'll be studying God's words in scripture primarily with the focus of that and so far we, we have learned when Jesus prayed for us he prayed for us in our neighborhoods he didn't pray for us to retreat were wheat among weeds. And then in the Lord's Prayer, He calls us to be known by our forgiveness. And if anybody recalls, that was a little bit on the harsh side. Because the bold words of Jesus are being, are continuing to be not followed by us and by everybody. It's obvious if you read the news. Um, it's actually overwhelming. I keep thinking, where are the believers? Where are the believers that are loving on these, in these situations? And um, anywho, that's another sermon. And this, and then we kind of backtrack. We kind of, we, we, in order to forgive, we need to realize how forgiven we really are. And we looked at Paul's prayer for us. And we are saints. And we are called ones. And we are majestic. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then this week, we're looking at the book of Acts. And just as a background, Luke wrote, the Gospel of Acts, and then the uh, the Gospel of Luke, and then the Gospel of Luke two, or the Acts of the Apostles. They're two parts of one book, the book series. And in the first one, we learn all about Jesus, the Christ. And then the baton the baton is handed over to the followers of Jesus. And Pentecost happens, the church is born, the Christian church is born, and there's no boundaries. We can worship Him anywhere, anytime. And the Spirit is dropped out upon the earth and fills us even today. And then we get to our text this morning, and I think it's the only time in Scripture where we hear our origin story, our original church, our original followers of Jesus is prayer. So this is our forefathers and foremothers right after the gospel event, right after the Spirit falls, what they are praying. And so let's open our scriptures up to Acts chapter 4. I'm going to start reading in verse 23. Luke, Luke, Luke writes this. After they were released... 
they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard it, they raised their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth, the sea and everything in it, it is you who said by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples imagine vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers have gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For in this city, in fact, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servants to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. When they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. This is the word of the Lord Thanks be to God. Note, have you ever seen the movie The Kid? Do you remember that? Have anybody seen that movie? The Kid with Bruce Willis and that, and that little kid? Nobody? You, anybody seen them? Anybody seen them? Okay, good. Danny watches movies because he's in movies. Now, in this movie, Bruce Willis, I don't remember the circumstances, but for some reason... He himself, as a child, comes into the present day and they meet. So he's, he's spending time with himself as a child. And this child is looking at this older, like in his 30s or 40s, man. And the, the, the child looks at him puzzled. And he says, first of all, you're not married. And he says, no, no, I didn't. Yeah, married. But more importantly, you don't have a dog. I don't have a dog. I'm a loser. <laughs> Do you remember? Does anybody remember that movie? That's hilarious. I think that's funny. If I, I can't tell because people are wearing masks and people are in cars. But if that's funny, honk your horn. Okay, good. Good. Even if it isn't, you honk your horn. Now, I feel like that kid you know, is visiting us in this text. This is the church as, as, it, as it's just growing and it's just being conceived and it's just noting. Uh, and if they were to show up to here today, I would, I would think the church would say, where's your boldness? And the first thing that they would note is, they would say, where's your theology? Notice as, as this prayer starts, they are firmly linked to God. They open their prayer with, you made everything. There's, there's praise. There's praise on their lips. There's adoration. There's gratitude. There's worship. You know the word worship 
comes from worth-ship. Do you see God as worthy? Why are we so slow to sing? Why are we so slow as followers of Jesus and as lovers of God to enter into praising His holy name? I feel like I've given that, that little sermonette 20 times since I've been here. But it still comes up in our text. And it still comes up and smacks me in the face. And the question I ask for you right now, when's the last time you cried, not because of a sad movie, not because of something horrible, but because how beautiful God's creation is and how beautiful God himself is. I feel like the, the first church is coming in and, and staring at us face to face this morning and saying, get back to the fundamentals. Get back to the God who made the oceans. Get back to the God who made the sky. The, get back to the God that takes care of every single living being and creature on this planet and open your mouths. He is worthy. But notice the transition. The early church, notice I don't even know what this looks like. What does the church sounding out with one voice look like? I don't know. I love that Luke included this in our origin story though because written between every line is that that classic question that I've asked this congregation maybe 20 times how many people are at this drive-in worship service the new testament answer is one we are one people this is all built on the truth that the world's going to know that we're Christians by our love and then we're looking at this prayer. How do we love? How do we love one another? We focus on the God who made us. And then we realize the God who made us wants to hear from us, meet us where we're at. Notice how honest the early church was. They quote from Psalm 2. Psalm 2 is known as the psalm of David crying out, Why is the world against me? How honest are you with God? Do you ask Him the tough questions? Do you talk to Him? Do, or do you just complain to your people to your left and to your right? Our God can do stuff about it. Why is everybody against us? Why, is, why are innocent people being shot by police officers? Why is there so much pain and misery why is there this huge divide in our country where we can't even see each other we just hate why god why you can hear it in the early church they're they're not pulling any punches they're saying god show up where's our where's our church screaming there's protesters out there screaming we should be beating to the punch this is painful stuff we're supposed to hurt more. Honest. 
They have a direct link with God. And then, the, then, then they really get going. Then the, the church really gets going, my early church. They say, okay, we got roots. It's not just us, God, crying out. We've been crying out for this stuff for a long time. They have a firm link with their past. Right? They have roots. They, they are one and they are family. I feel like we've forgotten our roots. Right? The Presbyterian Church, which I'm a you know ordained minister of, I feel like we've forgotten our roots. Did you know in the early, in our early history, our General Assembly one time they were meeting in Nashville, and they had gotten their business done early, and so they had a free day. Do you know what they did with that free day? They closed up the place they were meeting, and they said. Go evangelize Nashville. That's where we find our, our power. That's where we find our, our rootedness. That we, we got some people in our corner that have gone before us that were tough as nails. And they did it with love and they did it with compassion. One of the proudest things that I'm in my life is that I married into an amazing family. An amazing missionary family in the Presbyterian world. My wife's great-grandparents were missionaries to Korea. And I don't know if you know the story of Korea, but it's one of the few places that the church didn't go in and do it wrong. They didn't say convert or die. They actually said, hey, I love you. We're here. And do you know where the biggest churches in the world are now? Korea. Do you know who's sending missionaries to America? Korea. That's awesome, right? That's some of our rooted, that's some of our Presbyterian roots. I was asking Steve about what's our, some of our boldness in our history of Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. The Presbytery, there was no Los Ranchos Presbytery at the time, but there was a Los Angeles Presbytery at the time. And Los Angeles Presbytery was dragging their feet. Can you hear that? They were dragging their feet. That's kind of nice. I couldn't do that if we were inside. There's something cool. Right? Danny? Good job, Danny. I love vocal laughter. That's what I need. Okay? Um, never mind. I won't go into that sermon. What was I saying? Oh, I was telling the story about the roots of this place. Presbyterian is saying, no. There's not, it's not the right time. You shouldn't be planting a church. What did the people that wanted to start this church do? They raised a grip of money. And they said, we're starting a church whether you want to or not. And then Presbyterian said, okay. <laughs> That's, there was their boldness. And then they boldly shared. They boldly did stuff. Listen to these names of our forefathers and foremothers and what they did. And this, is, this is, sums up the whole sermon series. They prayed about it, they cared, and they shared. Listen to this. This is what they shared. A woman named, or a man, I don't know, Emmett. That's a man's name, right? Yeah, Emmett Rates. He got a communion set and a public address. 
a dress system in folding chairs. I think that's a sound system. Herman Kaiser bought the silver candle holders. Roy Enright, he bought a record player. How cool is that guy, right? I'm all into vinyl. I just got another record player yesterday, free off Craigslist. That's this guy. Richard Tolls donated a refrigerator. Mary Lou Bridges, folding chairs. George Deemer, communion table. Louis Kidder donated the first organ. Jack and Jean Perry, organ lamp. You can't play an organ without a lamp, right? Mary Jane Johnston, John Stone, very generously offered the church the use of her family heirloom baptismal bowl, which had been handed down to her for many generations. People who planted this local outpost of God's kingdom were bold. That's our roots. And this is all in preparation for the big ask. The early church says, um, we're firmly rooted in God. We're firmly rooted in our history, in the people of God, in the Israel. And we are saying the same thing. We're firmly rooted in the Presbyterian church. We're firmly rooted in these bold believers, brothers and sisters who planted this place. I plead with you, Heavenly Father, for boldness in speaking the truth. The gospel. I feel like that kid, that first church walking into this place is, is, a, is giving us these final two applications. Be bold. And you may say, Jason, I'm just not a bold person. You are owned by a bold God. Get out of God's way and let Him be bold through you. Boldly love. Boldly pray. Notice, I feel like we feel a little guilty about praying that next part of the prayer. I pray for some healing. I pray for some power. I pray for some, some signs and some wonders. We're Presbyterians, so we're known as the frozen chosen, right? Or whatever. We're like, we have a hard time realizing that these joy-filled and these power statements are part of our history too. But wake up, men and women. They are. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in each and every one of you. Paul in another place says, you don't have it because you don't ask. When's the last time you said, God, show up and help me love this person like you love them? May I be a healing hand. May I be an extension of you who is love, who is grace, who is truth. And may I walk into a room and that room be transformed. I feel like I've been yelling at you a lot. But I'm going to pause and just let all this soak in. Let 
Men and women, we are called to worship and trust God. Men and women, we are called to be honest with God. Stop sharing to your left and to your right and start sharing up. We are called to join in with our brothers and sisters at the beginning of, of the church and ask for boldness. Ask for opportunity. We are called to a world that needs to be healed more than ever right now. They're starving. And they're not starving for somebody else to step up. They're starving for you and I to show up. They're starving for us to walk into the room because we have the power to change things. God's in us. The Holy Spirit's in us. Amen and amen. Let us respond in worship. I stand before you now The greatness of your I have heard of the majesty and wonder of you, King of heaven, in humility I bow, as your love, wave after wave, crashes over me, crashes over me. You are not against us, champion of heaven, you made a way for all to enter in. I have heard you calling my name. I have heard the song of love that you sing. So I will let you draw me out beyond the shore to your grace. Your grace as your love wave after wave crashes
in Philippians, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Standing on that promise, let us bring our prayers and petitions to our Lord and God. Will you please pray with me? Holy and merciful God, thank you for this lovely overcast fall Sunday morning, for the slowing of the spread of COVID-19, and for the opportunity to worship here together. We have so much to be thankful for, Lord, and yet there is a shared grief in the air. Some have lost loved ones. Some have lost their employment. Some have had health issues and scares. All of us are more isolated and in need of a fresh touch from you today, Lord. We lift up our nation to you, Father, and ask for your peace that truly transcends all understanding. Lines are being drawn Political arguments are fracturing relationships. Fake news abounds. And we wonder, where are you, Lord? We pray for a country that is neither red or blue, but a country that is purple, the absolute best blending of both parties. We pray for unity, and we pray for the love of Christ to prevail. Give us clarity and wisdom as we cast our votes over the next few weeks. Lord, as our weather will begin to warm this week, the ability to control current wildfires 
and the threat of new fires increases. We pray for your hand of protection where no fire threats exist, as well as for those in harm's way and for the firefighters that continually, mercilessly persevere against the firestorms. So many in our midst are school teachers, administrators, helpers, and staff. As schools begin to reopen, we pray for the safety of the adults as well as the children. May the transitions back into the classroom be smooth and uneventful. Lord, our brothers and sisters in Christ around us are hurting. Many are grieving the loss of loved ones. May your comfort rest on all who grieve, and may each one of us know that we are not alone. May your rod and your staff indeed comfort us. Several are experiencing difficulties within their families. We pray for your peace and your harmony to prevail. For what God has joined together, let no one, no one put asunder. Many are dealing with health challenges. We pray for your hand of healing on Carol Applegate, Don Beard, Charlotte DeMott, Elaine Fleming, Frank Ortiz, and all those in our midst who are facing any sort of health issues. We pray too for Jane Carlisle's father-in-law who this very morning was rushed to emergency. Continue, O God, to guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. We thank you for your Son, our Lord, who lived with us, died for us, and taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The work of the church and its staff continues during this pandemic. Your tithes and offerings are very important in supporting the ministries of PCC. There are offering baskets as you exit through the fellowship hall or exit through the parking lot. For those listening, please mail your tithes and offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92629. We are so grateful for your support of this corner of God's kingdom. Amen. Some of you may know this. This is technically an offertory. But if you know it, sing it with us. I see the work of your hands. Galaxy spinning a heavenly dance, oh God, all that you are. channel and thundering noise, oh God, all that 
are beautiful, you are beautiful. You are beautiful, you are beautiful, oh God. There is no one more beautiful. You are beautiful, God, you are the most beautiful. Terry sings, you are wonderful. Here we go. You are wonderful, you are wonderful. There is no one more wonderful. You are wonderful. God, you are the most wonderful. You are glorious. You are glorious. You are glorious. Oh, God, there is no one more glorious. You are glorious. God, you are the most glorious. like to thank everybody for showing up this morning um, as uh, like I said earlier in the announcements on your way in there were some notes uh, there, are there all the names taken or are there names left for teachers and subjects does anybody they're all gone okay it sounds like they're all gone and if you didn't get a name the easiest way to sign up is to sign is to go on the world wide web Type in lovecostamesa.org, click volunteer, and then scroll down, and I have it right here. It's, uh, it's called, and it's on September, it's listed as September 29th, 2020, Costa Mesa Middle School and High School Staff Notes of Encouragement. You click on that one, and then you enter your, please sign me up. You just click sign me up. And right now there's seven people signed up. And there's 140 spaces, so there's plenty of space for everybody. And Elsie uh, and Zeke and I are three of those, by the way. <laughs> That's kind of fun. And then uh, also remember, oh, there's tons of names right there. Patty, Patty's got some. Um, so maybe put some on the on the driving way out and drop them off with your tithes and offering. Pick up a name of a teacher, and feel free to. We're praying for our neighbors. These guys count as our neighbors, right? Because they're right next door. And so let's, let's be in their corner and start praying for them. And as this month rolls in, maybe we'll start caring for them more. And then also next week, hopefully I'll see you back here. It's a World, Com World Communion Sunday. Feel free to put a flag or a name of a country that like you really like or you often pray for or you've been a bunch of times and you want to live there. Anyway, anything you want to do. Please stand for this morning's benediction. 
And now, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now, and forevermore. Amen. play you out, so feel free to socialize uh, however you do that these days, or pull your car out if you're ready to go. We'll just be up here jamming.